Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Matt D'Elia is Confused. My guests this week, because I have two, um, are filmmakers Troy Duffy and his partner, who he worked with sometimes, named Sam Macaroni. Troy, I've been aware of forever. Troy directed The Boondock Saints. Wrote and directed the Boondock Saints, and his story is crazy. The movie is a is a, is a, has, is a has a massive cult following, uh, and he's made two. And as he talks about on the podcast, he's about to make a third one. But when he made his the first one, when it first was getting set up, he was sort of there's this crazy story that he goes on to tell for us, but. The short version is he was plucked out of nobody dumb. Um, he was a bartender. He wrote a script that Harvey Weinstein came across. Uh, I know you're not supposed to say that name anymore, but that's what happened. And he was going to finance the Boondock Saints, have Troy direct it, and it was like this big whole thing. There was a whole narrative around it, and he was a shooting star. A documentary was made uh, about the process, him going from bartender to star director, and that process, the documentary is called Overnight, and Overnight tells the story of a movie falling apart. Um, Miramax didn't end up making the movie. All of that fell apart. Uh, Troy had this kind of like, I guess, meltdown kind of – it's hard to explain. You should see the documentary, though, if you're interested, because we don't get into the story of the documentary. You can just fucking watch that if you want. We talk about a lot, though, and 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 that is sort of the entry point to our conversation. He's been in the business a long time. He's a director, and Sam, who who Troy works with now, is, uh, is sort of um, very heavily involved, like with YouTube and, and, and online videos and very m- modern stuff. And Troy's been doing it forever. Sam's sort of emerged in this much more modern space. And I was interested in having a conversation just generally about the film industry, which is, of course, my industry um, by trade. And just to sort of talk about what it, the business was, what it is now, and sort of everything in between while using Troy's story as sort of an entry point into uh, the conversation. We reached out to Troy directly. Troy suggested he come on with Sam. We said, oh, good, let's do it. We actually did this one in person. It was a lot of fun. This is the first guest, actually, guest episode that I've had about movies, so I was excited about it. Um, And like I said, I've just been aware of Troy forever. I remember seeing... Boondock Saints for the first time when I was at uh, when I was living in New York, like I don't even know, seventeen years ago maybe, and I saw overnight the documentary around the same time. So there was this kind of like legend-ish thing or a uh, swirling around Troy Duffy, and he's somebody I really wanted on the show. I'm happy we did this. Thank you so much, Troy. Thank you, Sam. Here is my conversation with Troy and Sam. Enjoy it. Okay. Wow. 
I am here with Troy Duffy, Sam Macaroni. Thank you guys for coming on Matt D'Elia is Confused. Hello, Matt D'Elia. Hello, Matt D'Elia. Yeah. Down here. I reached out, just for some context, I reached out directly to Troy, mm-hmm. and you were like, this sounds great. Let's get Sam on here. Let's all come on. Let's have a time. And that's what we're doing. We're having a time right now. Cool. Um, Talk some movies, man. Let's do it. Uh, so, But first, what I'd like to do is have my guests give like a little bit of like a, this is who I am, but in their own fucking words. So I don't have to be like, this is Troy Duffy, who's mm-hmm. this and this and this. So if you have a way that you would frame yourself, what would that be? For the listeners. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh Matt D'Elia is confused. Exactly. That's, 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 you're supposed to be doing that. I know, I know about <laughs> Troy Duffy. Hi, right, I'm Troy Duffy. I uh, moved to Hollywood as a young man. Uh, wrote a script called Boondock Saints. Uh, it uh, sort of took the town by storm, and I went from bartender to, to a uh, film uh, writer-director uh, my first time out. Uh, there was a lot of, um, what, what should we call it? Um, controversy. Con- controversy is definitely a word that works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in my career, but I uh, got the movie made my way with um, uh, my cast, and uh, we also did an album. I was in a band. We had that made our way that we wanted to do that first time out. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Boondock Saints also spawned a sequel. It's uh, you know healthy little uh, major little, cult no. following yeah. for sure. I mean, just the, from from my connection to Troy. I mean, I. When I was living in New York, I lived with like three heathens. We were like nineteen twenty, and Boondock Saints was just always on one of the TVs there. So <laughs> can't tell you how many times I've heard that story. Yeah, well, I got yeah, I've lived with heathens too. Yeah, well, like five or six at a time. Right, I've done that. This was just three other heathens and then me. Oh, so um, light heathen. Yeah, light, yeah, light heathen. A light heathen crowd. And Sam, <laughs> how about yourself? Uh, my name is Sam Macaroni. I'm a filmmaker. I moved here probably 25 years ago to Los Angeles, made some features, sold some TV shows, made some viral videos, and uh, currently Troy is my writing partner, and we're writing some cool movies. Yeah. Now that I think about it, we're, like I think me and you were the first two people we met in Hollywood. I know, you're on that list. I, I knew three people when I met <laughs> Sam. We've been together ever since, you, basically. You guys have known each other a long time then. Yeah, uh, long, long time, time ago. Man. Way long time. We've seen each other at our best and at our worst. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so how long have you guys actually been working together? Oh, five years. Five years, yeah, about yeah. five years now. We came over and said, look, uh, I can't write. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking. <laughs> sure, you gotta do this for me. No, we did, that, we did that skit that I sent you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were like we were the Night Rider. Yeah, Sam made viral videos and stuff for Disney and stuff like that. So we we just kind of collaborated on it. it. Ended up being a hoot. So we, you know, started uh, writing together and doing stuff together. And Sam, how did you the viral video thing? You were into that shit kind of from early on, right? It's kind of interesting. I. uh I used to make short films, and when I moved to Los Angeles, I used the short films to get work. Right, right, right. Sold a TV show to MTV, did a lot of stuff, and then I directed a feature film for National Lampoon in 2005. 
and they were not the best company to work for. Sure. I'll leave it at that. Heard that. But, uh, the whose yeah, mother? Yeah, <laughs> I was a first time. Yeah. they not recognize your I, I was a first time director, and I had a lot of people steering me in the wrong direction. Sure. There was like 11 producers on, and they Been were there. like, look, kid, yeah. uh, you're going to have to put more fart jokes in, and you're going to have to <laughs> right. give my girlfriend a sad card. She, yeah. you know, she can't act. So right. the movie came out. I'm not even going to say the name of it, and it was got really <laughs> bad reviews, but but my name was on it as a writer, right, right, you know? Right. So everyone was like, you made a terrible movie. You did that. Yeah, you yeah. did that yeah. thing. So at the same time, I had some friends that were making videos online. And I was like, shit, I always made shorts before there, there was a place to put them. Mm-hmm. And I could see that these guys were able to film what they wanted. There was nobody telling them what to do. So I thought that was really cool. I started doing that, uploading them. A bunch of them went viral. And I just thought it was cool because I had complete control. So if yeah. I screwed up, it was my fault. And there's something about yeah. that feels good. I have no problem if I screwed up. So yeah, yeah. he's kind of playing down the crazy part because like he he would like just show up places where it's like, hey, let's go over and get a drink or something. Mm-hmm. He would just show up with the film crew <laughs> and a bunch of costumes and crazy stuff, and he's just shooting. I came home one day. Was, he was doing it in my backyard. He's like, just put on this wig and say this. <laughs> yeah. And then at my birthday party, remember when you when you bombed my birthday party? Yes, I a do. Stupid birthday party up in Griffith Park, and Sam just comes rolling down the hill dressed as one of his characters. He used to take his. It was, a, it was a little person. What was her name? <laughs> what was her name? Kiki. 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 It was a male. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and then Preston was there from Jackass. All those guys were all involved in it back then, too. It right, right, like, right. Sam was just always, always, always shooting like 24 7. It was crazy. I remember in 1999, I had this uh, series that I wanted to put, and they were like, the internet's the future, kid. And right, right, right. My lawyer was like, hey, have you seen this thing? You can put movies on the internet. And I was like, you can't even look at pictures on the internet. Right, yeah. Go, loading. Yeah. But um, they bankrolled me to put this series up. And at that time, we would pay 30, ce- 30 cents every time somebody downloaded the movie. And the stupid thing went viral. And my lawyer had to pay like $30,000. <laughs> and he goes, you're shut off. Like you had to pay? You had yeah. to pay for You views? had to pay to upload. Oh, you, you pay yeah, for you other pay people. Yeah, you pay for other people to watch. And I'm like, dude, this is not the future. So I went to go make features and other shit. And then, you know, Fuck like, the future, bro. YouTube yeah. came along. The future. And I was like, holy crap. Like, so we don't have to pay? <laughs> when when the fuck did YouTube come along? It was like 2004. Three or four or five or 2007, actually. So somewhere in there. Um, you know, it, first it was just people uploading weird stuff. But yeah. Then people realized you could put content up there. Right, right, right. And that's right around the time I refound it, somewhere around 2011. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to talk about the, because Troy, when you first started with Boondock, that was the industry as we know was so fucking different then. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there was not, a, there was no internet. And it was the kind of thing where they could make uh, uh, there would there would, could be like a narrative around you, like we're gonna pluck this guy and we're gonna make his movie, and yeah. it's like this big whole whole like PR sort of like framed thing moving forward. Now it's such a fucking free for all, you know. And you mentioned control. The one thing that's different now is 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 sort of that to me. I mean, you talk about like your name's on something. And it seems to the world like you did it. Yeah. You know, especially as a writer, you can get so fucked like that. But yeah. as a director, too, they take your shit away all the time, you know? And it's uh-huh. like, that's your thing that you're known for. Yeah. And I think one of the cooler things about now, I mean, there's a bunch of other shit that's not as cool, which we can get into, but is that you kind of have this, like, 
is straight to the source. Like you're making the thing, you're putting it out there. It's all yours. Whether people hate it or love it, it's, yeah. it's what you meant to give the world. Yeah, there's something special about that. <clears throat> Another thing that's weird is I look at the shorts I made in 95 mm-hmm. and I had this big clunky camera. Like in 1989, my dad's like, they're making video cameras now. And I was right. like, can we get one? And he's like, no, they're $5,000. And I was the only kid in town that had a camera. Right. So I'm the only kid of that generation in my town, because I came from Yosemite, that had movies. Right. Now, every fucking kid has a cell phone, yeah. and it's 4K, and they have yeah. you know Premiere. Like yeah. The movies these kids are making now are so awesome yeah. that I would never even show my first, because right. they look like they were made with like duct tape. It's fucked up, yeah. Yeah, but it's crazy. I mean, you can, yeah. you can advance quickly, and you can um, spot talent quickly now. For sure. I mean, it's just so flooded now, though. I mean, I feel like when you... What, what year did you make Boondock? We made it in 99, came out in 2000. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was... So when was it? I guess that was before anybody was shooting on digital shit, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, we made the deal in 96, and there was a whole bunch of... Uh, you know, um, there was a big wake, and we were first with Miramax. The whole thing became like a... Harvey Weinstein, Mike DeLuca, uh, right. bidding war with uh, Miramax and uh, New Line, and then if we've, when we finally got to shoot, that was like 1999. Right. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit about the the controversy of okay. that. What? Let's dive in. The hell? Let's go deep. Barbara Walters, this shit, bro. Come on, Natalia. <laughs> I am Barbara go Walters. Deep. I get that a lot. Make people, me cry. Make people, me cry. I'm waiting. <laughs> I doubt I can do that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I mean, I saw fucking both your movie and when did the doc about about, about that come out? Simil- at the same time as Boondock? Uh, the the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that would be like I think two thousand three. Okay, several years later. So the movie was already out then. Oh yeah, it had been for a while. And it was already had it already established this cult. Yeah, virtually instantly yeah, that happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what? Tell us a little bit about the actual where, what you were doing, how the discovery of the of your project came out. Like, like you, like there's this whole narrative around it that it yeah. was like this bartender. Like there was this big push of the narrative. Well, some right? of that's true. You right. Know? I mean, I was a bartender. I decided to write a script. I did. I gave it to my friend who was an assistant at New Line. He started handing it around, and I, I you know, you fully expect that these guys just say do nothing but read scripts all day. It's probably just going to get blended right for into sure. That yeah. Gray mass of crap. But the opposite happened. Everybody that read it got turned like that, and all yeah. of a sudden, dude, there was a, there was a, there was a. All the agencies were fighting to sign me. I went with William Morris, and uh, you know that happened. And yeah, Harvey Weinstein wanted to buy buy me the bar that I worked at. We were going to buy it together and co own it. And all oh that yeah. yeah, forgot about that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so how did it? How did it? Miramax ended up not making it then, right? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't. What, what? Uh, it's basically. I mean, it was basically just casting differences, you know. Okay. And also probably a little bit uh, some of my attitude, but basically casting differences. I'm when when I met Harvey, you know, we we uh, we decide we're going to go do this together, and he's got his stable of sort of Miramax actors, right? Yeah. He wants, and some of them I liked. You know, but I was like, uh, you know, the, 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 some of them I didn't, and or at least for this, it's not like I didn't like. I say like, you want to work with all these people, of in course. The future, but you know, ultimately, I need to find the right guys for this. And by that time, I I had I'd found Norm and Sean at that time, and uh, Harvey just kind of refused to make it with them, uh, and wanted to use his stable of actors. And essentially, we just kind of came to blows about it, and he put me in turnaround. What? 
the fuck was that like being a first time filmmaker rare to go knowing the movie you want to make and harvey weinstein of all people is like no 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 fuck no we're not doing it that way well you know i, I can kind of see i can kind of see uh you know the miramax side of this here's this new kid that's never sure. done anything telling us how you know he wants it so yeah, I was a little bit. I, I didn't. I didn't know about anything about the etiquette of the industry then. I just thought these people were trying to help me. Sure. Here's what I want. Right, right, right. And uh, so I, I, I think that you know I didn't really know too much. Uh, I was pretty naive and young in terms of of the of the etiquette of the business. I probably should not have kind of played it the way I did. But ultimately, I just wanted my guys. Once I found Norman Shaw, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know they just kept throwing other people at me. Who were they trying to get you to put to put on that? It's probably a bad etiquette. So yeah, I've learned my lessons. Bad etiquette it's to bad say. Etiquette. Don't you know, say. They were all fantastic actors. But I all do have them, like, yeah. like there, there was this one time, there was this one time we were at an agency, very big agency called CAA. Familiar. <laughs> and uh, I went in there with my producers and uh, they pitched two uh, movie stars to me. They were like, uh, what about these two guys? Mm-hmm. How about them for the brothers? And I was just kind of blown away. But right. uh, I, I give give my little speech. Look, I think this is a smaller movie. Yeah. And I don't want you know kind of movie star baggage people yeah. going in here. I want to tell this story, and I think that it needs some new faces. And at the time, they had this actor Heath Ledger that I that I also liked, and so we were also just. Dis- I asked them, you know, is there anybody that could play his brother that you got who's an up and comer? So they give me this uh, the two movie stars thing and. I start telling them what I just said, and all of a sudden, my producers yank me out into the hall, and they're like, they both go, those guys have read the script, they want to do it. And I'm like, that's not what they said. Right, right. That, that's not how they say it. We've been in the business. <laughs> okay, listen to us, you idiot. So I'm like, all right, let's go back in. So I go back in and basically reaffirm, you know, what I, right. and I have never been invited back to yeah. say, which, yeah, is yeah. The, which is the uh, moral of that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f- fucking A. I mean, how old were you when that, all that shit was going on? Uh, 23, 24. Oh, you were that young. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy young. I didn't realize you were that young. <laughs> I was a youngster back then. Yeah. I don't, yeah. When the, when the, when the process started. In right, right, right. Actually, hold on. I was born in 71. I was 25. I was 25 years old. Okay, so then you end up making the movie with, who, who was it independently financed? Like after that, after that fell apart with them, Miramax. Well, when it fell apart with Miramax, interesting story. <laughs> I want it. Interesting story. I want it. All right. Um. There's an unsung hero here, a guy named Arnold Rifkin. He was the president of uh, William Morris at the time. If you're listening, Arnie, I owe you one, buddy. Uh, but he, when we, we, we kind of came to blows with Miramax, and he put a, Harvey puts a, put us in what's called turnaround. Mm. And that means whatever money they've spent on the film up to now, they try to recoup some of it, and, but another company can go make the movie. But you have to pay Miramax you know, a, a portion of what they're in. And they had paid me for the script. They had paid the producers. We had done like one or two location scouts. So they were around, say, a million bucks in. But in a turnaround situation, you know, best you can hope for is like 50%. Right. It usually falls around 25 or 30%. But Harvey was charging 100% in this turnaround situation. And uh, they, it was felt that William Morris and by me that he just didn't want this movie getting made right. now. So Rifkin just went to staff meeting one day and was like, they don't treat our fucking clients like this. Uh, you know, everybody's on red alert until this thing gets done. Damn. So we actually, he and all of his guys, another awesome dude named Cassian Elwes. Oh, yeah, so I, I know think, Cassian. I think yeah. he's still uh, president of the indie, indie division over there. No, he's a producer yeah. now and a yeah, darn a good one. Yeah. yeah. And his brother started Princess Bride. Cassian Elwes. His brother yeah. sure fucking did, yeah. <laughs> yeah good family there. Yeah. 
Also starting Liar Liar. Yeah. The Claw. Yeah, and he's on Stranger <laughs> Things, but... He is? Yeah. Fuck. He played the mayor or something. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. not going God, away. That's good. Okay. That's good. But Cassian helped out, too. We, we got the whole thing. Like some, we found some company to that wanted to take one away from Harvey Weinstein, basically. Right, to right, pay right. paid 100%. I'm sure there are plenty of those trying to take shit away from Harvey to show him. What's yeah, up. yeah, but it's it's nice to find one that can put their money. Not on. putting up a million yeah, dollars, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if you, ha- yeah, I mean, I feel like that that. Okay, so then you're then you're fucking making the movie, and mm-hmm. it comes out, and it's finally quickly a success, and it finds that cult following, which mm-hmm. is like the area. I feel like as a director, yeah, that's your ideal like you want the cult following for your movie it's the coolest word in film yeah right cult yeah yeah, yeah. cult hits are, are ones that even the industry never really saw coming right uh, the, the the people did you know it's almost like, like they, they did this thing the other day i saw on uh, the highest grossing film of all time and it's actually uh what's one with the toasts and shit the toast movie yeah the they toast? toast at the screen <laughs> I always forget the name of it. <laughs> Toast? <laughs> I don't know. That huge cult thing. Biggest cult film ever made. I don't know. They throw toast at the screen. They throw toast at the screen. Uh, Bryce, look up Anybody? toast at the screen. <laughs> Chris, Chris got it. Chris it's coming. got it. Um, There's a Chris. Rocky Horror Picture oh, that Show. Is, yeah. That's the highest grossing film of all time because it's been playing... Constantly, yeah. still doing theaters and shit. Yeah, yeah, like outdid Avatar or whatever. But it's like this sleeper thing that nobody knows about. Right. Yeah. But yeah, cult cult films are like, man. If by the way, all right, now that we're actually on this subject, yeah, one of the best cult films that very few in the U.S. have seen or aware of is this film called Nil by Mouth. You haven't seen it? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you yeah, seen that? Yeah, 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 I would expect. See, cinephile yeah. over here. Trying. Yeah. Matt D'Elia is not confused. Not confused no, about that. Understand. I saw that in the weirdest way. One of my friends from the U.K. was like, "You got to watch this. Right. It's one of the best movies ever made." So I was just riveted the whole time, and I'm like, "What? Who the hell wrote yeah. this and directed it?" And it says Gary Oldman. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, it's just got to be another guy right. named Gary Oldman. But it was the Gary Oldman. Yeah. And at that point, you just get pissed off. Right. Like, yeah. all right, this guy's talented, like, everywhere now. Yeah. yeah it's one of the upsetting. best actors and directors and writers. Holy shit. Yeah. But it was riveting. Highly recommended. No to, by to mouth. Your, to your listeners. Yeah. So, Colt, what, what, I, I, just as a director myself, what is that experience of having the fucking, that what is it when you're like, oh, this is actually like a cult thing now? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that, what is that? Well, my experience, I'm not exactly sure if it was like other people. Sure. You know, we, we, uh, we, we, we had this really bad thing happen. Another, like, there, there's just been the, the weird uh, shit around Boondock. Before we had our screenings for the industry, which are basically, you know, you, you've made your film independently, you go to all the studio lots like Paramount, mm-hmm. Fox, and Sony. And you get to screen your film in their theaters and all their buyers come down and they figure out whether they're going to buy your film and put their engine behind it and stick it out in theaters and stuff. So we were in the middle of those, but it was two weeks after the Columbine incident. And uh, our screenings were going awesome, but we were just feeling it in the air. Right. You know, we were having four and 500 people, nobody leaving. Everybody was just really reacting well to the film. And this buyer came up to us and he's like, you guys did a great job. This is a wonderful movie. It's been blacklisted. <laughs> so, congrats. Yeah. That, so, this, thus began our cult uh, journey. You know, right, right. In the bottom of yeah. the beer glass and going, oh my god, my my sensitive tender film. Right. Yeah. Oh, we did all this work, but uh, then uh, we made a deal with Blockbuster, 
which uh, they were doing this thing called Blockbuster Exclusives back then. To the children, oh, Blockbuster yeah, is where we used to get our <laughs> movies before Netflix. <laughs> it was a video you store. You could get them on your fucking phone. You would walk in, and there would be actual boxes <laughs> with pictures, and there was yeah. never the one you wanted, so you yeah. took another one, but yeah. that's gone. You actually had to go to a place, believe <laughs> yeah. it or place not, to get the movie. And you had to ID. rewind it and yeah. bring it back, yeah. or you yeah, would get charged. Yeah. It's called late fees. There's a thing late called fees. rewinding, which you don't have anymore. <laughs> yeah. Kids don't even know what rewinding is. No. Probably. Yeah, they scrub backwards. They scrub, yeah. Pull yeah. back. Please scrub before you return. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we basically got to deal with this, this, this great guy. God rest his soul. Dean, he was uh, the CFO of... Uh, of uh, Blockbuster, and he was like, man, you guys got screwed. This is great. We're going to release it as an exclusive. And they had something like 7,000 stores at that point. And when they had an exclusive, what they would do is release it like it was a big movie. 60 to 120 copies a store rather than your usual, oh, it's an independent film. Here's yeah, two copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was walking in, and there's just like whole shelves from top to bottom were all boondocked. And, uh, you know, started seeing them. Like, they, they would call us up and tell us how things were going. They said it was the highest grossing straight-to-video that they had had wow. up to that time. But then my experience became a little bit stranger because, you know, you'd think you'd be making a lot of money in that sure. situation. But, uh, yeah, there was some... There was some uh, there was some there was some lawsuit action well well after this, but we uh, we 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 weren't making anything. And then I'm going around, I'm seeing kids with the tattoos. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Know, I'm like, we had to have been making some money here. <laughs> it's on people's Let's, arms for their whole life. Sue yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know we got the bright idea to start selling T-shirts, and I remember that like me and a buddy of mine, like we got the URL. This is when the internet was just sort of yeah. being birthed. Sure, yeah. We bought BoondockSaints.com. And like the first day, there was like fifty to a hundred thousand just hits on people that were just typing the movie in and adding a dot fucking com. What? So we're like, all right, let's put out a t-shirt. We didn't even have a t-shirt, so he created this digital one <laughs> with a cross and a very tall And uh, we sold some ungodly amount the first month, and we're like, we don't even have these goddamn things, right? <laughs> yeah. I had to go like and find some dude that does t-shirts and get. A, like, I was like, can you do twelve thousand t-shirts? He's like, what? <laughs> And he calls another guy. Can you handle order this pig? And then you know, pretty soon, we, you know, we, we built that business. Right. Got enough money to start suing people, and we did. Do you still have BoondockSaints.com? Mm-hmm. And do you still have merch? Do you yeah, still have shirts? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, all that stuff. That well, then go to BoondockSaints.com and get it. BoondockSaints.com. Have to order another twelve thousand shirts <laughs> yeah. after this airs. Uh, okay, so. Then it comes to time to make a sequel. How, how long of a break? How long between when, when Boondock comes out to when you're making the sequel? Uh, yeah, 10 years. And it's been another 10 years uh, between now and uh, three, which we're, we can talk about in a bit. Yeah. But that was 10 years. And, uh, you know, pretty long time to wait. Some of it was my fault. Writing a sequel was, uh, it's not like writing, writing, you know? like For sure, yeah. Most people, like a lot of writers, you know, can, that, that empty page for me is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I can just run free. But when there's all this other stuff in front of it, yeah. you know, it, it, it was it was difficult, you know? Um, and it's been th- th- that long again writing the third one, so um, uh, it's difficult, but, you know, I remember Sam Sam, this one day, hits me up with a... He goes, uh, I just found the, the Ten Commandments of writing sequels and trequels. <laughs> so I kind of just stuck to them really hard and got it, got it right, I think. Fuck yeah. 
And then when did two come out? Two came out in uh, 2010. So 2000, 2010. And so now three, I know I can't, I don't know how much I can talk about it. I'm going to ask. You tell me to shut the fuck up if you must. All right. Go ahead. So, Boondock Saints. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Exactly. Set himself up for that. Walked right through the door on that. And moving on. Okay. Uh, You're you're writing three together. Is that right? No, I'm not writing three. Okay. Well, I'm already off to a great fucking start. Okay. (laughs) So, three has been, have you been planning on making a third since, like, was this, yeah, yeah. Like over the last ten years, I've probably written two, three thousand pages on this, gone every which way direction, and it's a, it's a hard. It was a hard code to crack, but I think I've recently been able to do that. I'm gonna, I'm having some fresh eyes look at it right now to see what I got, but I'm pretty confident in it. So you're getting it going, and three is happening. Yeah, well, the, here, here, here's the wonderful part about all. There's a lot of what have yous when sure. it comes to three. Uh, and I had hoped to be able to give you wonderful, exciting information that I have. Right. Uh, but uh, right before I walked in, I got a text. So uh, here, here's the basic okay. f- uh, floor of it. Norman, Sean, and I obviously wanted to. We love, we love Boondock. Yeah. You know, one, of them, one of them, I was talking to one of them the other day, and uh, he goes, um, Boondock is like home to us. Right. It's yeah. a very heartening thing to hear. It is. But it, you know there there have there's been there's been it's a, it's a tough thing to get rolling. Uh, the three of us want to do it. Uh, I'm speaking to them and uh, reaching out, and we uh, we're all on the we're all I, I, we're all on the same page in terms of our desire to make this movie. But you know the fan will be like, when's it coming? When's yeah. it coming? When's it coming? Uh, that I can't answer. I can only tell you that uh, all three of us are into it. Uh, into the idea, and uh, I'm I'm spit shining that script. So okay, we we shall see. All right, so this is kind of the meat of where I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> when you both, I, I suppose, started out making movies, and we kind of hit on this a little bit, but I want to get back to it. It was a completely different industry than it is now. Yeah. So when you're talking about, I'm curious specifically, <clears throat> and then we can open up into a wider conversation, but. Sh- this is the same property, Boondock Saints, three times, one in the 90s, one in the aughts, one now. Mm-hmm. How f- fucking different is it trying to get a movie made or similar? Like, is it because to me, I look at it and I'm just like this. Because when I was coming up, even from when I made, I made American Animal almost 10 years ago now. And <clears throat> even made American Idol? Uh, yeah, I'm Simon Cowell. Yeah, no, my my first feature is called American Animal. Oh, yeah, Animal. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was yeah. like, what, what no, you're talking. To, this what, is Simon what, Cowell. What the fuck yeah. are we in a sweatshop right now for? If you made American fucking Idol. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. No, not American Idol. I did not make American Idol. I don't want to get fucking sued. Okay, <laughs> Magalia made American Idol. You heard it here first. And he is confused. He is yeah. totally fucking I mean, confused. Yeah, then I'm really fucking confused. get a doctor in here. Um, but yeah, I just feel like especially from when you're doing that i'm curious as to the same property how different it is trying to get a fucking movie made because i feel like people that don't make them Mm. have no idea what it is to make a movie they think you write the script you give it to some actors maybe and they're like okay cool and then you get it going i feel like now just even just in terms of schedules like such less such less amount of time to make a fucking movie than you used to obviously less money unless you're making a huge movie then you have more money than god well here's the first thing and then i'll let troy talk uh three years ago it was even easier to get a movie made it is currently getting harder because of netflix and amazon and hulu who we love 
and would love to work for. Oh yeah, because they are spending an ungodly <laughs> amount of money. What a whore! You know, and and and, and, and and just trying to get a celebrity at this point is getting difficult because these yeah. guys are outbidding everybody. Yeah. Right, right. You yeah. know, and and they do it a little differently. They'll buy the movie outright and make it, and it only lives on that one platform. Yeah. But that platform is a beast because yeah. there's 150 million followers on it. Yeah. So you make a movie for Netflix, they don't spend any money on P&A. Their P&A is they put you on their homepage and everyone yeah. sees it. So like, there's a little bit of... It's difficult there, but there's a movie me and Troy just shot um, that we tried to get... We, we wrote it like three years ago. It's called Guest House. Mm-hmm. We wrote it with a, a third partner, Sean Bishop. And you know, it took two years of pitching... We went to 11 companies. There's a lot of, hey, we're going to make this, handshakes. Yeah. And we're like, we made it. You know, yeah. so many times, we're going to make it. And then, you know, no paperwork. We find, He introduced me to someone finally. Um, Scott Clayton. Scott Clayton. And, and we had a meeting. And he said, we're going to make it. We came home. We're like, is this guy real? Let's see. It happened within a year. We just finished shooting it. You know, and, and you find out that you've got the money. And then none of that money unlocks until mm-hmm. you get a celebrity involved. So you take it out, and you take it out, and you take it out, and mm-hmm. celebrities get two weeks, three weeks to read. So there's these months that go by while yeah. you're waiting, and you're biting your nails. And then we got somebody great that we actually always wanted, Polly Shore. Paul fuck oh, yeah. And he yeah. was amazing. He's so good. And he came on, and then there was a whole f- four months of working with him and prepping the script, and you know we shot it in under a month. And then there's an entire year of post because you cut it and then you screen it and then you cut it and you screen it. And uh-huh. so the time it took us to write it to today, you know, it's like three and a half, four years. Yep. You finish yeah. it, you're like, this is great. Yeah. And then it changes a million more times. Yep. Uh, and it's a miracle to yeah, find somebody I, I, to give you yeah, money to yeah, make one of these totally. things. I wonder how other people do it. We're, we're veterans in the industry. Right. We virtually know everybody or know the guy that knows right, that right, right. guy. Right, right, right. So it was easier for us to maybe say get to actors or get to, get to the financier. Scott Clayton's a he's a Rossi, he's a fucking friend. I might, I might. He's financed a bunch of movies, and lo and behold, he wanted to do it. I, I didn't really think he was going to bite it. I didn't either. With you. But like, but he's I, not from America, so it, he's more trustworthy. Yeah, and it's still <laughs> as tough. As it, like as back in my day, you made the deal, the company put the money in the bank, and you started going. Yeah. You know, studios that. make three movies a year now, yeah. and you know they they pick three, they make them. You're not going to get a studio movie unless you're a franchise mm-hmm. or you're a comic book. Right. You know, there's only what five studios left now right, because yeah. Fox, Disney bought Fox, so mm-hmm. they have a slate. And you know, if you don't have Chris Hemsworth or somebody, you're not in their slate, so yeah. you make it independent. Yeah. And then they look at it and decide if they want to pick it up. But it is difficult. Yeah. And then Netflix this year, they have a mandate. They're going to make 90 movies this year. 90 movies. That's and you're almost like, two movies a fucking yeah. week. And a yeah. studio is going to make maybe 12. maybe 10, 12 yeah. tops 12 a year. Tops, yeah. So they are just tops. crushing these people. And that's not Hulu iTunes, right. you know, the, the 90? 90. They're just going to be saying yes because they yes, have to. Yeah, <laughs> 90. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still fucking yeah. impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, just yeah. did The Rocks movies, $120 million budget. They just did Scorsese's movies, yeah. $170 million budget. Like, they're not messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have all the fucking money. They yeah. do. Yeah, give us some. Netflix. Hey, Netflix. Give us some money. We love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hit on something I want to talk about for sure, which is that. It's it's the most crazy making thing, my experience, and I'm sure your guys too. It's in a room, everybody's down to make your fucking movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the, I've had people to my face, and I'm sure you guys have too, where 
I can't wait to make your movie. We're making your movie. We have the money. Yeah. Let's make your movie. Yeah. I leave the office. I literally can't get them on the phone ever one time. Again. <laughs> ghosted in the industry. Ghosted. It's I mean, true. Though. It's happened so many times that now when I leave a room and and they say they want to make it, I'm like these fucking liars. They yeah. said they want to make it. I have no reason to think they're liars except past yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. You know you're jaded now. It's really tough, man. And you know to pull two to five million dollars out of somebody's bank account. I mean that's a big deal. Yeah. So you know I I, I don't yeah, blame like those it. people. They, they, like they might get excited, yeah. but they like you to walk in with actors now. Or- oh, Oh, yeah, director and all that it's stuff. It's a whole so, different process. Yeah. It know? really is. Yeah, it's so it's so much more. It's hyper competitive. It was hyper competitive even though when you were starting out, just in a different yeah. way, right? Yeah, it's always this. It's always the same but different sort of. It's always meant that the whole industry is meant to service the viewer. And uh, for my money, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon—they're all doing it the right way. There's they are so yeah. much. I mean, how, what, 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 who hasn't just net, Netflixed it for a weekend? Yeah, for you sure. You know, and you can watch binge watch TV show now that you like. You don't have to wait the week. So it's definitely, you know, maybe a different time, but the same but different, and probably a little bit better. It just keeps getting, you know, it just keeps getting more and more entertainment. You know, if I'm going to just make that choice, are you going to just go with Disney that does 12 movies or are you going to go with Netflix that does doing 90? Yeah. That's a bigger choice for me. So, And that's their movies. True. That doesn't even count the yeah. amount of television shows or series they're putting out. And a series is a whole different nut because they're making like eight episodes at an hour a piece. That's an eight-hour movie. Because right, you're essentially yeah. going to sit down and watch it at once. Yeah, yeah. So it allows for more character development. I mean, it's just an incredible new art yeah, you're form. Making like an eight to ten hour independent film, basically. Yeah. Because somebody's watching it the front to back with binging. Yeah. You know, and now you got all like MGM and Paramount. Everybody's doing their own. They've kind of they're trying to run and catch up with yes. Netflix. They're doing their own uh, streaming media now and trying to service that. So I mean. Yeah, it's changed, but again, same but different. I mean, maybe in my day, uh, or the back in the day when I made my first deal with Boondock, it was more like that that thing where yeah, you could you could write a great script mm-hmm. and that would really be all you yeah, have to dude. do. Yeah, you know, suddenly everybody wants you. There's a bunch of press, yay, uh, and then you can get your movie made. Yeah. Uh, these days, I, I just haven't seen that happen in in a decade. You don't even read about it. like that yeah. just doesn't act actually doesn't happen i feel like. yeah I mean, back when i did it, there was a couple of guys that also did it at the same yeah. time you know right and now i haven't heard a story like that in in, in a long long time yeah fuck that's true it's yeah. changing so fast i'd be curious i'd like to listen to this podcast right here in 10 years <clears throat> right and see how we consume right. media yeah. in 10 years because yeah. it's Putting changing it right into so our brains i'm gonna put it on my <laughs> iphone check podcast in 10 <laughs> yeah. years because dude I, how, how are we gonna watch stuff in i don't 10? know it's a, growing at a ridiculous rate it's changing it's weird though i mean now it's like what I find with all these streaming platforms, and now you're talking about all these other places trying to get in the game with Netflix and trying to compete, it's like you have to have a subscription to each one yeah. as an audience member to watch yeah. it. And it's like you kind of – it's almost like you, you – there was never a time until now where there could be a thing you wanted to watch where you – it's like you can't fucking – Access it. You can't get it. Can't remember can't. back in the day when we had these things called television sets? We have to turn the channel. You used to be there yeah. at 8 o'clock on yeah. Tuesday yeah. or you don't know what's going right, on. Right, right, right. Now it's like just behind the wall. You're just like, I know it's there. I know people are talking about it. Yeah, but even them, like even if you, uh, oh, the show I want is not on Netflix. Yeah. 
So I got to go do this other thing. Now, like with Apple TV, they got all the things you can just subscribe yeah. to right there. They're even making that easier. But well, there's not even yeah. time to watch everything. You, yeah. you can't watch. Like I know about five great shows my friends have told me about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, I'm on this yeah. one right now. Yeah. You know, and I, I still have to live. I still have to eat. I still have to <laughs> work. So You do. Sorry. Yeah. I still have it. to live. So it is, can't watch a show. It man. is overwhelming as a maker of these things. You want to know what's up and what's out there. Yeah. And you literally cannot. Like, it's like yeah. there's so fucking much shit, and you've heard it's all good, and you just don't know where to go. You don't know where to mm-hmm. go. Also, you have that paralyzation when you're doing what you... What I, I'm always on the Apple TV looking at all the icons. Like, yeah. these are all the things I can watch. Yeah. I sit there for two hours, I don't watch anything. Because <laughs> no, no. exactly. I'm looking for something to watch. It's like the opposite. It's like the uh, a take on the problem there was. You remember that, like, the, somebody wrote a... Ch- like a song 300 channels and nothing on or something like that yeah. remember that yeah and back then and when we had all the new cable channels yeah. coming out we're flipping through and not knowing what to do now it's that yeah. what you just said yeah. there's pretty something pretty crazy about what troy did and and getting a cult hit movie in the early 2000s before twitter before social yeah. media, that was actual word of mouth yes have you yeah. seen this have you heard of this thing it's cool i miss that because yes. I, you know now you're scrolling you're like oh my god if i don't watch this you know it's like imagine a time when it was just someone told you something was cool and you went and watched it and it was cool and you told somebody else that's a that brings up a good point what is the version like what is cool now because that's true i mean when i remember i remember first hearing about boondock there was like this I don't know if mystique is the right word, but it was like, what is this? You know, it's cool. Like it's an in the know thing kind of, you know what I mean? And it's like, as you're talking about, there's no way to, to, to be surprised anymore. Cause you just yeah. take out the fucking phone, Google it, read a thousand mm-hmm. things that a thousand different people said about it. Yeah. You can read the whole plot, whatever yeah. the fuck, well, yeah, watch well, interviews with actors. Peek. When yeah. we, when we write now, okay. It, it, old scripts, you'd spend 30 minutes, uh, with your character development, and then you'd have the thing happen, you know, and, and screenwriters would be like, okay, we can't have, um, we, we can't allude to this, let's surprise them. Now, if somebody goes to see your movie, they've watched the fucking trailer. Yes. They know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you got to accelerate your, your beginning of your script because there's no secrets. It's not like, um, oh, and then the ghost, blah, blah, blah. It's like, they already know, yeah. and they've already read. So you got to write a different way. Yeah, because people out there doing spoilers and shit. Yeah, we always just say, well, they will have seen the trailer. We're not hiding anything. Let's just put that in the first 10 pages now right. you remember when like they had the trailers that showed you every good moment yes. in the movie and then you watched the, you went to the theater and it was just nothing but gray shit yep. between yeah, trailer exactly. moments totally. oh god that used to piss me I off mean, that was like a full on complaint of mine I remember I was like <laughs> all the good parts were in the trailer <laughs> exactly you know what I mean yeah. but yeah I mean that is the whole thing now it's like you have to like there's so many screens to get through before someone's watching a movie I remember yeah. the, one of the best experiences I ever had seeing a movie was my brother had heard about this movie. I don't remember what year this came out, but it, he, he was like, have you heard about this movie, Sexy Beast? I was like... Love it. Uh, yeah. My favorite. I was like, no, because I hadn't heard about it. It was in mm. theaters. It had just come out. And he was like, my buddy saw it. It's supposed to be really cool. I didn't know anything about it. I, I couldn't Google it. Yeah. And so I just... He takes me and we go, and I'm like, obviously, it's now it's one of my favorite movies. Oh my and that experience yeah. is really not... You can get that kind of at a festival, maybe. Yeah. But even that, it's like you got the fucking whole catalog and yeah, you read you about the movie. Yeah, you don't know anything. Yeah. You're just watching it. And you're to like, not know anything crap. and to see Sexy Beast in a theater, it was like... It's this memory 
for me of like a bygone era. Yeah. Because it's like, if I was going to see that shit now, I would have already read something on Twitter about it. Yeah. I would have seen at least like you a teaser. You wouldn't have got like, you know, yes, Roundtree. Yes, Grovna. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, you, would have seen awesome. would, you would have seen that beforehand. Yeah. Also, gift, Ray yeah. Winstone's awesome performance. Yeah. He was also star. He also starred in uh, Nil by Mouth. He's yes. One of, when I watched those two movies, I was just like, all right, this guy is one of my favorite living actors. That dude's right a genius. Yeah. So Suggesting good. stuff was like a form of currency. You could be like, hey, dude, have yeah. you seen Boondock? And then you seemed cool. Yeah. You know, now they're just... It's almost like you're in a club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you took that away from us. I can no longer suggest cool shit because they already know. Yeah. What is the... Like, how does it... What is a cool... What is a cool thing now? Like, what is a cult thing now? How does that even happen anymore? Is that even possible anymore? And you can't believe anything on twitter because somebody might have been paid to tell you yeah, it was cool right yeah You're like is this- i don't know but i hope we're not seeing the death of cult you know i know that's what i'm worried about yeah like what how does how does a new thing come along and i know how it like but it seems like there's too much of a machine now where it's like even if it's cool the studio buys you, it they won't let you do it that way yeah, yeah and then the pr machine kicks in and it's yeah. just like out of your fucking hands you i know? remember when i made boondock I, I made that movie my freaking way yeah I made a movie i wanted to see and right. it, it became cult i think in a, in a lot of ways because of that that small mentality our little story totally you know and uh it, i don't know that uh even if there was a, a a script that was similarly well received that they would even allow them to the right. filmmakers to make it the right way. I was right. essentially left alone. Right, that's incredible. You know? uh, which is a, a freaking miracle. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, even back then, it was kind of a miracle because I was a first timer. Yeah. But uh, I don't even know if they would let you do that. Yeah. But they don't have to because you can take twelve thousand dollars, right. buy a you know decent camera and software, <laughs> and you can make your own and yeah. prove yourself to the studios, which you couldn't do a long time ago. Right. You know, so it's kind of crazy. You're not going to get celebrities in it, but you right. can definitely show people what you can do it's yeah. true but there's these micro steps now which is kind of what you were talking about back then you could write the script people read it and they're like this is the thing this is the entry this is this allows you entry through the gate now yeah. it's like you gotta make the thing that people can be, it can be short and people can see it and then they're like that guy's interesting then you take a general and it's like what do you got it's like you have to continually provide content. yeah it's like en- yeah. fucking endless yeah yeah. 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 yeah yeah you can't just do the one thing no no no, no, no what no, else no. What, they, what else you got come? they're just gonna watch it once for three minutes and then you're done they're you're done dead. that's it yeah yeah exactly do you remember how many days you had to shoot boondock first one uh 32 days i think we did the first one in so i feel like that's even even that is fucking incredible because i'm making my second feature in january actually and it's like we're looking at like i'm gonna be like so so psyched if i get like 25 days yeah and it's like well it depends on what you gotta do i mean you know for sure yeah i'm just we did guess how what what was that 20 something days i'm not gonna say how long it took to shoot but we did it pretty quick okay fine Fine. Be quiet. <laughs> no, no, no. I shot it 15 days. 15 days. 15. I was supposed yeah, to was shoot all, it in 21. But it was almost all in damn. the... Because it's called guest house. I mean, you'd expect right, right, it's right. on the same property. It was, it was easier to do that. Containment. You know, yeah. It's yours, like a, like a whole different bunch of uh, It's It's and, more... American Animals literally one location, like yeah. you're describing. This one's got more shit going on. Yeah. yeah. Some more like stunt stuff and so shit like that set moves yeah exactly kind of yeah all right well yeah it could be a little it could be a little tight but you can always get in there with a calculator man <laughs> get things done we just watched this movie the other day i'm completely blown away another recommendation oh, yeah. to your listeners update upgrade whole upgrade yeah <laughs> i totally updates the sequel yeah, yeah. <laughs> updates the sequel it's called upgrade holy shit this guy the, yeah this wait. guy shot it for three million bucks 
and you can't believe that when you see the movie. And it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Is that the one with Logan, Logan Marshall Green? Wait, what, upgrade. What? Uh, the guy, who's the guy that did uh, the Insidious, wrote, wrote Insidious, he wrote, wrote Insidious. Three. James, not James Wan. And he was a writer? No, he's a director. Chris! He's Who is he? Lee, that sounds right. Lee, Lee one out, yeah, one out, yeah. Oh, he did that. He's yeah, like guys, New Zealand freaking, or Australian guy. He's a Kiwi genius. Whoever he is, we saw. We had to look him up on the internet and see his interviews. We too. watched every interview. Just, yeah, I just can't Damn. believe what this guy achieved with three million dollars. I mean, we we did Boondock for five point four, and back then. That right. was like a miracle. We yeah. came in under budget, mm. you know, because we moved fast. Once I knew I had something, sure, like, yeah. just go, 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 because we knew we had a lot, a lot to do. But this guy, three million in this day and age, yeah, yeah. doing that, it holy great. shit, I killed it. Yeah. yeah, and and Blumhouse, dude, I, what, what the, what's in the water over there? I don't man? know. Holy, they turn shit. the shit out, and they're all hits. Yeah, they're Fucking, huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how's that work? Why are they all all hits? That's fucked up. You know, I think so. I think, I think it's Jason Blumhouse. I'd like to meet that guy someday. I saw this news thing on him. See the the, the calm van? He yeah, made? he's amazing. This guy took like a, a panel van, like a Mercedes panel van, uh -huh. and, and all these things come down the windows. He's got all these TVs. He has meetings in there because he was like, it takes hours to just drive from Hollywood to Santa Monica in traffic. Whoa. And he wasn't getting any work done. Now he can have whole meetings in there with guys on screens. He can watch dailies. Damn. So he's never off the grid, right? And I was like, wow, brilliant idea. But I think it's his mentality. What he's doing now is going to stars that ha and, and pairing them up with great writers yeah. and not paying the absorbent fees and salaries of huge movie stars, and but giving them true, honest participation in yeah. the film. Right, right, right. So they end up making more than they mm. would have. Right. And they feel a lot better about it. Because the you know the film's budget is kept to a to a to a doable amount, yeah, and it's all put on screen, right. And then when it becomes huge, uh, Blum is a fair dude, and he just says, "Here's right. your, here's a check for five million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you must be feeling good. And yeah. even though who's the guy? Uh, who's the guy from Camp Pill? Uh, uh, Jordan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Peel. Peel. Kevin Keegan Michael. Keegan Michael. Uh, Jordan Peele when he did um, um, Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. I mean, that was just a brilliant film. Uh, he ended up being a brilliant director. Mm -hmm. And who was going to take that chance yeah, yeah. at that point besides yeah. a guy like Blum? Yeah, true. Say, like, hey, I can direct. Well, yeah, yeah, you've done a bunch of skits, and they're all awesome. But that's comedy, and this fucking ain't. And he definitely let him do what he wanted, too. Yeah, exactly. He killed it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, they, they let me do what I want on Boondock. That's why it turned out right. the way it did. Right. And Blum might be one of those old school guys that's doing that, man, yeah. and and really killing it. Also, he might, he has an incredible freaking taste. Yeah, right, right. Know, to even have seen that. Yeah, 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 know? for sure. I mean, the movie star thing you mentioned with your with with Boondock, um, with Norman Sean, they weren't stars at the time, and I feel like <clears throat> now there's almost this archaic idea that like. The movie star is the draw now, yeah. and that still remains. And I find that to be utter bullshit, actually, because yeah. like now, no one gives a fuck if Hugh Jackman's in your movie unless he's playing fucking uh, Wolverine or some shit. Yeah. Like they just they don't Blumhouse. 
they don't always need a fucking star in the movie because they know the movie's the thing people yeah, want to come yeah. see. It's good stories. Which is better now. That's one thing that's better now. It is, but it also gives birth to that weird thing. Have you ever been like trolling around on Netflix and you find a movie with three huge movie stars in it that you've never heard of? All the time. <laughs> I'm like, that's <laughs> happening now. Yeah. Holy shit. All the time. I mean, what are these just like projects that the studio did and it turned out really shitty? So they put them on Netflix or something? I don't know. I'm like, I'm looking at this cast. I'm going, holy shit. Like, just five, ten years ago, I know. that would have been the most blockbuster thing ever. But now here we are in this time, mm-hmm. you know, and you're seeing gigantic stars in these in these movies that that almost appear B-movies yeah. when you're, when you're totally. on the internet. Yeah. And, and you're asking yourself, why the fuck haven't I heard about I this? Except for the younger generation that they're like, who the hell are those guys? Who is that guy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there are actually so many of those i mean nicholas cage alone is like 25 on netflix where i'm like what the fuck is this movie yeah i actually got a movie deal with the guys that made all those (laughs) great yeah it'll get made yeah Yeah. it'll get it'll get made definitely fucking get made i mean i love cage and when he's in something that's that i want to watch i love it but there's there's all these movies where he's like he'll be like on the cover and he's like running yeah, yeah, ties yeah. like that. There's fire behind him, and he's got a yeah. gun. Yeah, and the title's like oh. "Running." Yeah. You're just like, "What the Bangkok. fuck is this?" You know what I mean? Yeah. John Cusack has a lot of those too. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just like, wh- wh- "Who? Who's? Who's paying for these?" Yeah. And yeah. and and why? Why if they're not going to have a like if there's no plan if they're just like ah we made this thirty million dollar movie and now it's just what are we going to do with it just put it on fucking net. like what. I don't even know what's happening. That shit boggles my mind, actually. Yeah, I know. I, who's paying for them? What's, who's the end user? I actually had the experience with a company that does a lot of those types of movies, mm-hmm. and they have a business plan that's pretty damn smart. You know, they'll pay like a – this is like almost an explanation of why you see Bruce Willis suddenly right. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very – what looks like a very low-budget movie. Yeah, he's in a lot of those too, Bruce. Yeah, yeah they will, they will, they'll take a big star uh, and uh, pay his full wage – for just a couple of days, oh. and they once he gets on set, they work him, shoot out everything they need, and maybe this guy's only in ten or twenty yeah. minutes of the movie, but they stick him on the cover, right? And they make it look like you know, the, so so it does really well foreign, which right. is Still a very robust market for American action stars yes. and stuff like that. So that that's kind of how they're doing it. At least this one company I know, and it's a pretty smart way to go. But it also creates confusion yeah. for us. Yeah, totally. We're like, fucking, is that Al Pacino? Right. Where, where, when did this movie come out? Right, yeah, totally. Speaking of Al Pacino. I'm, re- I'm always ready to speak about Al Pacino. The yeah. Irishman? Can't wait to see it. Oh, my God. Not wait, man. I read that book years Dude, ago. Dude, I heard you paint houses? Yeah. Me too, yeah. That, exactly. fucking, that book is insane. Three and a half hours yeah. long. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I, I yeah. just hope it's as good as, as I hope it is. I mean... It's going to be. It's Scorsese. 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 Pacino as Hoffa is, to me, like the most exciting possibility yeah in, in a scorsese movie is fucking just and i don't think pacino uh, and scorsese have no worked, which no. is insane because you'd think they would have i know yeah, yeah. it's true they yeah. haven't no no dude it's insane yeah. wait a minute i saw this no, thing never. uh recently they were talking about the making of de-aging and we'll get off this quick because i don't even want to talk about his stuff but uh <laughs> they stay on de-aging. i want to know about wow. de-aging. i want to do they, five they, minutes know, on de-aging there's a Go. there's, there's you know, a, a quarter of the movie these guys are de-aged you know like yeah. uh, 30 years back right, 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 flashbacks yeah. and now and uh scorsese went into ilm and said i don't believe you can actually do this yeah. and they shot a scene from uh it was goodfellas with de niro 
And they did it in a room, and then they de-aged De Niro enough to convince Scorsese. This is like recently. They brought him in, had him do his lines, and they said, okay, this is what we did. Uh, so he was like, okay, I, I buy it. It'll happen. So they show up uh, to the rehearsals, and De Niro says, okay, I'm not going to wear those little dots on my right, face. Right, right, right. like, yeah. I will act. I will do this. So <laughs> ILM had to develop an entire camera system. It's one camera in the middle and two infrared cameras on the side. It's this massive beast of a camera system. And they shot the whole movie with these things. And then they can track all his facial moves, all of his wrinkles, everything, and then they can de-age him. But he's yeah. like, I'm not putting those dots on my face. Yeah, you know, well, that's a new, that's a new, that's a thing we should actually get. We've, we, the DGA is like this, this uh, is the Directors Guild of America is this unbelievable source for seeing the new technology. Yeah, you know, me and Sam go down there and watch it. Like if guys like. Um, uh, Favreau and how, mm-hmm. the, how he did the the, the live Lion right. King and all that all that technology that they have right now. Sam just saw one the other day. I couldn't attend, but he, he comes back and he's like, "You totally missed it. You <laughs> totally freaking missed it." Yeah. And he he evidently they're making these gigantic 8K screens with say a cityscape behind you, and they put an actor in front of it. They can use the camera the way they always do, uh-huh. and there's some kind of gimbal system that adjusts the background all the what? way, so they can just like be in a room. Yeah, and there's and no it, green and screen. It, you and just it looks film it. it. Looks fucking background. You can't, in you there. can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's same shit. Wild. So the technology's getting now. We're not insane. even going to have to move locations sometimes. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be able to do that. And and Favreau's been working with that technology, and this new shit happening all the time, man. And Sam, Sam was into the, he, he actually had a company that did nothing but VR. I got obsessed with that for that's a while. Going to be the wave of the future, man. It, what, yeah, what's going? What is happening? Like, what is ne- like? Where are movies going? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Are actors even going to be used anymore? Yeah. Like, what's uh, up? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I we'll know. watch this in ten years. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, this, ten years. Put it on the. Yeah. Put that's going to be calendar. a thing. You can just create your own actor. <laughs> yeah, for real. I got Al Pacino in my movie. My short. Yeah. yeah, or it's just like you know, go go to the estate of Bob Marley and get him for a movie. Like you know, like movies will have all the old stars. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. I mean, you've seen that deep fake shit, right? Yeah, those fake. Yeah. Like the, they yeah. will place. Uh, That's insane. <laughs> That's it's already insane. too good. Yeah, it's yeah. already too good, and yeah. it's like early in in in, in its development. You shouldn't believe nothing you see uh-huh. from this point on. Well, that's like the the literal end of truth because you can just put any anyone on anyone's face. Yeah. Give them any voice, yeah. and none of us will be able to tell what's real yeah. and what's fake. Yeah, there's going to be some crazy porn stuff happening when that stuff. <laughs> Have you guys answered. seen the fucking like the the interactive porn stuff? I I haven't. Uh, Not to be a perv, but I've tested <laughs> it out. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't like wo- I haven't worn the, the go- thing. Yeah, the, yeah. The the VR goggles and watched it. But like when you troll on porn sites, you see the 361. Yeah. You can kind of move. <laughs> not that I'd know about it. Of course, that not. is just crazy. It's uh, very I've heard crazy. from people. So I've done I've done the the headset thing where like you put it on and then suddenly there's like is it like POV? Like you're the yes, guy. You're the guy. Holy shit. And it's like three women are having sex with you, and it's it's nauseating because you're nothing's happening to your body, yeah. but you're like. Look at your my brain dick. is your, I got a huge dick. Your brain is totally, <laughs> totally tricked. Like you're, yeah. you're not ready for it because yeah. your brain's never done it. You know what I mean? So you're just like, and yeah, I, I think in the movie industry, imagine if you can do that. Imagine walking into, you know, the, like say the the the, the final gunfight at the end of Scarface. Right. Imagine being able to walk to into that in and there. see it 
360 from any point in the room, yeah. stand on the stairs yeah. and just take some of the bullets. In yeah. 10 right. years, I don't know. Maybe anyone, where it's yeah, going. Nobody's you know? going to leave their house. They're just going to be like, uh, you yeah, know, you're going to hear stories, hear stories of guys in the VR thing that just get robbed. They, <laughs> yeah, they take it off and everything's gone in their house. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's on for like five days straight. Yeah. Like got IVs and everything. Just fucking yeah. don't Man, have to he, move. When he was doing his thing, they, they were doing video games. They started out with video games and some of them are just crazy yeah. cool, man. Oh, yeah. You, you play these horror games and there's zombies it. running at you and, and your brain, you know it's not real, yeah. but your brain's an idiot. So yeah. it's just like, oh, duh, <laughs> duh, duh, <laughs> banging into walls and yeah. stuff because you, you, you think it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm, I, I, I feel kind of like... Um, like a curmudgeon because i'm like I, I love the classic movie thing and i'm open to all the new shit i just don't want like the movie as it is to be gone i'm with you uh, i'm yeah. with you i love movies i, I love movies see. more than anything i sit too. and look at a screen yep i love it yep, yep. i'm down with that. the other shit too yep. it just feels different you know what all three of us agree and uh why don't you kids get off my goddamn lawn uh, here's please. the door you're letting the heat out it's not how we used to do it uh, i can tell you when we used to have to go to the movies <laughs> watch some shit I'm no one's ever listened soon. to a movie with sound <laughs> yeah. talkies no yeah. dead art form <laughs> and then talkies the fucking will never work did you hear about this uh this Quibi shit. The, oh, I it's know. Like Eleven minute yeah. se- segments of movies now. I heard about it. I haven't seen any of that. So it was not. Uh, what's his name? What's Cats and Birds. Yeah, that, Spielberg's doing yeah. a big one for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, I haven't seen. It's that like uh, the sad thing is, I'm sure I'll watch them because those guys are great. Yeah. Totally addicted. It's so weird. <laughs> So weird watching, you know. I'll watch movies in traffic on my phone because mm-hmm. we're in LA, so I'm yep. actually not driving them in gridlock. Do that all the time. And I'm like, you know, these guys designed this movie to be watched on this massive uh, screen, and it's all figured out. And then I'm watching it on a fucking five inch postage stamp in my car. But it's still mm-hmm. cool, and I want the I want to absorb the content. But I know. it's just I know. so weird. You couldn't do that in the past. I know it is. It is. Here's something I always fucking think about, actually. Bef- I guess maybe until the until VHS was like commonplace, every movie was made to be seen once. Yeah, yeah, pretty much every fucking movie. Yeah, and that's and on a big screen, there was no like small screen even possibility. You know what I mean? And it that's like hard for me to wrap my head around because even any movie that I'm considering making now, there's this approach I think that a director has naturally because the world we live in, where you're thinking about it being not necessarily like poured over and studied, but like anybody can rewind and watch, look for any fucking flaw, mm-hmm. any continuity error, anything minute like that to something big too. Like you can't really hide anything anymore. Cause you watch an old movie, even Hitchcock, it's like, there's a little camera bump there. There's yep. like a fucking uh-huh. shadow that should, would never be in there now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just feel like it's the mindset of a director is, is actually, without me even ever realizing it because i was sort of born into this because i'm obviously i don't remember a time where it was like vhs wasn't a possibility but like there's no watching those older movies i feel like it's kind of cool to think about fuck this was like just gonna be the director was planning on the movie being seen one time because it's magic you're it's flight of hand and you're not supposed to be able to go back and find the tricks yeah but even when we write you have to be so smart right now because a seven-year-old kid has is understands story more than you'll ever realize. I, somebody told me it's like yeah. this. In the 1700s or the 1500s, 
a person would hear a story like once a month yeah. around a campfire, right. or a grandpa would be like, "Let me tell you a story," and then you lived <laughs> your life, and then you know, and then and then short films and radio, and you see something once every month or maybe once every week, and then radio, you start to hear something every day. Mm-hmm. Now, kids watch you know six hours of content mm-hmm. a day. You're just getting flooded with story points, yeah. story points. They're so much smarter. They know. They're like, oh, that guy's the bad guy. I can tell you yes. right now. It's like, That's you got to so hide true. that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're just super hyper aware of story detail. And you, yeah. they don't realize they are, but they are. Yeah, like, it's true. Got to be clever. Got to be yeah. clever. Yeah, you clever, do. Man. Too many stories. Let's trick them these days. Too many stories. It's kind of fucking true. I don't know what to do because I like a lot of it. And it's, it's a great sort of like as a filmmaker it's good to be in a in a world where there's a lot of ways to get shit made Mm -hmm. but like i i i I do find myself often thinking like there's just there's just too too much so i'm kind of conflicted about it was your father a filmmaker yeah my dad's a director yeah what did he do i I remember reading something he's a tv director he did like uh he was worked with david kelly a bunch he he did like picket fences fucking chicago hope and shit um he's doing a new show with him for actually for uh the new disney plus the streaming that they're doing wow big ass i mean they're up on those sets kind of yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah i mean i was on set a lot as a kid and but but here's the thing i don't make tv and i've never made tv and i've only done movies more so independent movies which is the absolute opposite of a tv set 100 a tv set everyone's there they're punching in they're going to work yeah. you know what i mean there's no like fucking chaos they're doing eight pages a day that's what they did yesterday that's what they're doing tomorrow all you know figured I mean? out yeah. on a movie it's like insanity because you gotta fucking get it you gotta get it all and you definitely don't have enough money and that guy's got a fucking uh uh lawn lawnmower that's too loud yeah, and you know no what i mean control. there's no fucking control you yeah know what i mean but i love that Love that. Yeah, no, I thrive on that for sure. Having that kind of pressure situation, having to solve problems like that. Yeah. Man, that's half the juice for me. Yeah. I love that. For sure. And it was a lot of that on Boondock. Was there? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. How well do you, like, remember the experience of making the movie? Oh, very. I mean, it was just a really magical thing yeah that, that set was one of those electric sets everybody right down to the pa from the biggest actor producer all the way down to the to the guy locking off the sets they all felt it and that's so gave cool that extra thing they knew they were working on something that was special right 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 you that's know? fucking cool yeah i feel like when i think about those high stress moments of when you're in production on something you uh, I remember almost nothing, but the things I remember, I remember like they literally happened five seconds ago. It's like this yeah. weird, almost like it's not traumatic, but it's similar to trauma. That's where true. It's yeah. like yeah. you block a lot out yeah. almost unintentionally, but the things you remember, it's like you'll it's never. Of, it's because of the time and the situation. When yeah. you're actually making a movie, it's not like doing anything else. I think your senses are way yeah. sharpened. I think that you, you, you're, you're, your heart's in it. Yeah. And you're not going to feel all that stuff is going to be imprinted on. Right. That's That's your movie. True. In your head, the yeah. making of. Yeah. I remember almost every minute of it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and it's it, it's not like that happened. I'm not like a person with a photographic memory. Yeah, that time and that experience right. uh, ends up just I don't know, maybe just kind of getting into a person a little bit more than you know, say, uh, like you know, uh, a, a cool party or some other sure. memorable thing that you do. Yeah. Yeah, you hit it. It's trauma. It's just positive trauma. Right. I mean, yeah, you triumph and tragedy like every day on a movie. It's just set. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yep. 
And then when you get a scene, you know, when you get it and like you cut and everybody starts going, ah, everyone knows. Moving on. Right. Like after Defoe kissed that guy, <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Pingay yes. was the actor's name. He kissed Joe Pingay. We had to do a couple takes of that. It wasn't working out. Joe was kind of cracking under the pressure. It's like, oh, I'm God. kissing a dude. I'm kissing a dude. And I was like, just let it happen. I said, God's <laughs> hands now, bro. We're doing this. Action. And he did it and like Defoe like totally lipped him. Amazing. And like, sucked his thing. And then I was like, God. Boom! Yeah. The whole set. Everybody's like, fuck yeah! That is definitely a fuck yeah part of the movie, yeah. Did you use, uh, <laughs> you used blanks back then, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He, ew, he actually blew that stuff up and shot that stuff. Oh, yeah, man. We, we used blanks on both movies, man. Two, I, two. We, we actually saved up all the, all the, uh, the shell. shell. <laughs> How yeah. did you shoot all those uh, blanks in, in El Duce scene in that neighborhood where he's just... Oh, yeah, it's all squibs and blanks. Really? Man. What did the neighbors yeah. think? Oh, that was the coolest. That was like one of the coolest d- days. You know, we we were in this actual neighborhood, and it, it, the people that were lived in the neighborhood were on both sides of screen almost every shot. Oh, they really? Had to kind of frame them out because they they got to stand. So they were stoked about, about it. They yeah. loved it. Loved it. I mean, I caught Billy Connolly doing a comedy set. Huh. I had to grab awesome. him. I'm like, you got to shoot your scene now, bro. I mean, <laughs> he's like, hold on. I'm almost done wrapping up. Sounds about right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just squibbed out the front of that house, and we squibbed out wow. the actors, and we put, you know, uh, blanks in all the guns, and it was just a free-for-all of awesome ballet-like bloodbath shoot em up shit that I love. <laughs> that's so awesome yeah you get you get your like uh you know it's expensive to do that stuff yeah. so on this movie we just did you know i had like an explosion in the backyard the script had like 10 explosions the house is on fire right and then the day comes and the producers are like look you know it's 4500 a day uh-huh. to light a fire in the backyard we got to get permission from all the neighbors right, so right you right, get right. one explosion <laughs> signatures and signatures shit. and yeah. stuff and yeah. the fire guy's there you and he's like, like a kid can we just yeah, sign can this we please get you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you go over there you beg them don't you know call the cops yeah. you hear an explosion please yeah. oh, it's all money you know it's like you get three or you get you, you lose a cop you lose one cop car if you get your explosion right, 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 on the yeah. day you're just thinking you're like oh, yeah. i'd rather have the explosion yeah, even though that sucks that's kind of the way it's it fun. is today it's awesome if you either embrace it or you don't if you fail to embrace it your movie's gonna Side. Yeah, yeah, you gotta just roll with the punches these days, especially in this sort of low budget indie world, you know. So we've we we learned the 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 hard and easy way, I guess. But now there's still opportunities like there never were, and there may be some things that we all don't like to see go away, mm-hmm. threatened. But mm-hmm. uh, there's still wonderful things you can pull off, man. I mean, when we pa- Polly. Paulie's this dude that is loved by everybody. I love Paulie. Yeah, oh, he's so good. you know, and he did so well. And the, the the feeling out there on him is, you know, where the fuck has he been? Mm. Yeah, you know, everybody loves. Him. I was talking to one of my buddies uh, the other day, who is probably the most conservative person mm. I have ever met in my life. Mm. And I mentioned, you know, oh, yeah, we just did some one with Paulie Shore. He's like, oh, I'd go see anything he's ever in. Uh. And I was like, fucking really? Yeah, <laughs> you really? Yeah, he's got and, a lot of goodwill. Yeah, everybody just loves Paulie, and he just kills it. I mean. I, uh, I guess we should probably say if you're expecting to see the weasel, uh, that's yeah. not going to be happening. He's not doing that. Paulie Shore, like you've never he seen him. He's a heartfelt, wow. hilarious actor. Yeah. I mean, he just he does told so many 
on a limb. He totally went he on really a limb for us, man. He really killed it. He plays Randy Cockfield, this Randy. belligerent guy that Sick won't man. leave the guest house. And you know, what's the genre? Is a genre? It's a comedy. comedy. It's no, about it's a young couple that you moves. made up a new genre. Yeah, it's, it's a raunchy rom com. Raunchy rom com. It's a young it's couple. Happening. They move into their dream house, and you know, it's it, the only stipulation is they got to let the guy that's living in the guest house live there for three more months, and got the house it. will be cheaper. He doesn't want to leave. War of the Roses. And it goes War of the Roses. There's a turf war. He doesn't want to leave. And the you know, battle lines are ruins drawn. the family's marriage, ruins the relationship. Everything gets destroyed. In today's destroyed. parlance from studios, um, chaos ensues. Yeah. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. It's a falls to the wall, result. like, uh, you know, R-rated comedy. And so what's up with it? What, when did you shoot it? What's up? What are you guys going to Shot do? it in April. Finished the first cut two, three months ago. Screened it a few times. Oh. It went way better than I expected in the screening. He did that, the screening, he's talking about those tests. Yeah, we knew it was yeah. funny. We thought it was funny. You never know. But yeah. to hear the, the audience going yep. nuts, you know, so I just, yep. we went back in. We just clipped, uh, you know, about six minutes off of it to move it along a little bit. Nice. And uh, it's in final color and final sound. So it'll come yeah. out next spring. That's exciting. Dude. Yeah. Congrats. That's really cool. Got uh, Billy Zane is hilarious. Dude, hold on. He's amazing oh, in stop it. Stop right there. All right. Cold Fucking the stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stop. That's right. He said it. I said this the other day. I said Billy Zane. A, where the fuck is he? But but B, he should be in every. He's one of the. So he should we, be in every movie. Troy and I have Funny. a role. He's going to be in every fucking movie <laughs> we do from now on. Dude, like so every, we agree. Everything we're writing now, he seems Respect. to be perfectly. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems to be the perfect star. He's the most gracious. I was like, funny. Halfway most through this, hilarious. No, we're thirty-seven pages into this new script we're doing. And he's like, "Who do you think from the lead?" I'm like, "Zane would be pretty good." Huh? He's like, "Yeah, of course." And then we realized we wrote two other things. Like, we just love him, and he's so fucking. Good. He's a pretty good friend of mine. Everybody. I tell you, he's a very at genuine the test guy. Too. At the test screenings, everybody had the same yeah, reaction. Billy Zane, Billy Zane, Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. It's in the Zane. note cards. Everybody loves Billy Zane. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. Steve-O's in it, uh, Amy Teagarden from... Uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of cool. It's a cool cast. Chris yeah. Catan. You know? Fuck. Lou Ferrigno. It's like a Comic-Con cast. Lou Ferrigno. This is what I'm talking And Lou, Lou, Lou Ferrigno, Ferrigno Jr., his son. Lou Ferrigno in his well. first comic role. And guess what? That motherfucker is funny. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is going to be a disaster, bro. Yeah. Sounds and, like a disaster, but I believe no, he it. Killed. I he killed it. I had so much it. faith in him. I had so much it. faith in couldn't him. Couldn't believe it. So good. I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's also like when you see somebody do something they have never yeah. fucking yeah, done yeah, before, yeah. kill it that hard. It becomes twice as funny because I, I was just biting my tooth, going, yeah. "Oh no, no, oh, no!" He was no. so funny. Like, yeah. His yeah. son's on the show SWAT right now, Louis Jr. And oh, really? He's in it. So his son's uh, an actor. Yeah, he's a really uh, good actor. Got it, got, it, got it. Who has fought his whole life to you know be seen and heard as a as not Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he, he trains Sam. He's always working out with him. I'm like, you coming over? Yeah, I'm just be, I'm done with Ferrigno's <laughs> pumping iron. I'll be over in like twenty minutes. You get trained by a fucking Ferrigno. <laughs> I, I, it's true. You got you got a you know, fucking Ferrigno. Yeah, I love those guys. They're fantastic. So just for anybody who's young and might not know who Lou Ferrigno is, Lou Ferrigno played. Hulk in the original TV series. He murdered Incredible it. Hulk. He there was an it. original TV series. He, he was exactly. it. Yeah, he he was, was it. He was great. And that show fucking rules. <laughs> it rules. It's awesome. It rules. David yeah. Banner. Yeah, dude. That <laughs> show, I watched every fucking episode. I, I mean, too. It rules. Loved it. Yeah. it rules. Remember, remember, remember the greatest American superhero, the guy with the big blonde hair? Believe it or not, not oh, walking on air. <laughs> I I Do we remember? <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, the whole thing, man. Flying away on a weird prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not. I'm just gonna go. You guys keep doing. Yeah. So we just we, we played this game the other night at the Writers Guild. We met these people, and, and now I want to play it everywhere we go. Uh, who's the first celebrity you ever met? Oh yeah, yeah that's a good question. Fuck. Who is the first celebrity I ever met? <laughs> Honestly, must have I, been when you were young on I set. I think right? it was. I think it was fucking Sugar Ray Leonard. No, yeah, holy <laughs> shit, dude! I was at I was at the Boston Garden for the Leonard Hagler fight. It was on closed circuit TV because they had that fight somewhere else. I think in New York or something. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I was at Boston Garden on that fight, and uh, there was like a semi riot. They were ripping out. Dude. They were, everybody was pissed off. Everybody yeah. thought uh, Hagler had. And who was <laughs> yours? Yeah, who was yours? Mine. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me think here. Troy Duffy is confused. <laughs> Troy Duffy is it was, confused. It was, it was when I moved Spin off. here. Spin off. I think there was a celebrity I saw and then one I actually met. The one I met was Alan Thicke. Nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. The one I saw might have been like more of a rock star or something. Might have been Slash. That's also sick. Yeah. Yeah. My first was Telly Savalas. Whoa. Savalas, Savalas. Telly Savalas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of his Savalas. Telly Saliva. Telly Savalas. Must, must have left an impression. I can't like, even say his I fucking name. I was like eight. I was like, is that Kojak? I remember that part, you know? Fucking awesome. So what's that movie look like? That's the game we play. It's Alan Thick. It's Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard. Telly It's like a ragtag military operation. I like that. That's it. That's it. Savalas is the general. For sure. crazy kids better pull this off listen here <laughs> listen see sugar is like i'm inches from retirement and you you pair me up with yeah. this young yeah, like crazy a, rookie fucking with a mind of his own who doesn't go by the rules god damn it but with a heart of gold but with a heart of gold yeah dude did you ever do that do you ever go into old movie guy talk like we, we like we do we're always like fucking give me, the, give me the give me the skinny see yeah, the skinny. it's a good What's voice that? to go into it yeah. is yeah, it is. i always imitate studio guys that way when i meet them you know even though they've done the story give it to me straight see <laughs> yeah. speaking of old movies do you guys ever go on because now with the streaming shit there's so every movie ever made is is, is there to just be clicked yeah. on yeah and Amazon Prime specifically has like a bunch of old catalogs full of just like random filmmakers shit. And it's 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 all streaming. It's all just up there. Like oh, I don't even know if anybody even has their rights. Yeah. And so there's like these old school like black and white shit. There's that, but there's also like every cheap shitty straight to video late 70s early 80s fucking like action movie and wow. like, that we never even that saw. we never even heard that of sounds dude. amazing dude i just saw this one the other day called aerobicide and it's this <laughs> it's aerobics place it's actually fucking amazing <laughs> aerobicide this guy david Pryor. dude i would have been out on the title no thanks yeah, aerobicide and it's just this aerobics club it's 1987 like That's the peak awesome. of the aerobics movement <laughs> yeah, right? yeah and this killer is on the loose killing all these women and it's like nude women all over the place blood everywhere it was a and different time different time i mean it's the most fucking like actually like there's really legitimate like sexist shit in there you yeah, know? And yeah. it's like this couldn't even <laughs> yeah. be sniffed now uh, yeah you ever seen sallow yeah, dude. Yeah, holy. Talk about can't be made. I, actually, this is this is a pun. We, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not even. <laughs> we watched know, that yeah, the yeah. other day. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You think that like you know you think you're all controversial and shit. No thanks, man. Yeah. Holy that's, shit. That re uh, give controversy a fucking new name. Yep. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. No. 
No, you shouldn't can't. have done it in the first place. That, well, there's the, there's an interesting case to be made for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a little wild. Yeah. So many people are in it. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> I mean, what is it? Sodom? What is it? There's like a subtitle for it. It's 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 thir- thirty yeah. days yeah. of Sodom. Or thirty years shit. of Sodom. 30, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ouch. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, next that, subject. Yeah, that gave us a little fucking. <laughs> we're all remembering <laughs> Salah right now. A good time to take a piss. Can we? Uh, there it, is yeah. no piss. There is no piss. All right, take a do piss, it. dude. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> you guys yeah. want to keep talking? Take a break. How, how far? How long are we in? Oh, uh, let's just fucking finish. Why don't we just end it? High five. It's finished, dude. Yeah, we're done. Wrap up. It's an hour long podcast. Can you hold it for like five more minutes. Hold it for five minutes, bro. Sure. sure. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> fucking right. great. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, so excellent. now we're gonna wrap up. Try us to P two. So it's good timing. What's up now? What are we? What are? What's up? What do you guys want to tell me before we go? Uh, you're an awesome dude, and you're not confused. Thank you. Now I'm not confused. Matt Fuck it is all. not confused. Yeah. This was a great podcast for me this was yeah. fun and i'm I a veteran this. of two podcasts <laughs> yeah. he knows what he's talking amanda about amanda knox's and Matalia's. i found them both exhilarating amanda knox's uh, there we go yeah, yeah. she's right. freaking great fuck yeah well thanks for being so kind to us yeah yeah thanks for coming on dude positive. this was fucking lots of fun yeah appreciate it no problem man anytime this is kind of funny you should do like a movie night thing like i remember that yeah there was this one one of yours that you did solo and you were yeah. just bitching bitching about movies yeah. and how they are today and you mentioned something yeah that i am now going to ask you some questions oh, fuck yeah oh fucking Delia. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh you didn't see first blood I didn't oh see first blood. Oh my god, what? What the fucking matter with you? Fuck Jesus. Dude. A lot. We should stop this podcast right now. You go Screen home it. and pop some corn yeah, and you're watch like, one of the best goddamn movies. You're definitely ever the made. wrong guy to be talking about how I have to see the rainbow <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But seriously, man, when I saw that movie, I, I, I was like running in the woods with a stupid headband trying to kill a squirrel and eat it raw. It was ridiculous. It yeah. was one of those movies that had an effect on you. That's right. another qu- Maybe a question for the both of you. What are the movies that have affected you the most? Like, you know, like the next day. Like, maybe you know how people walk out of Rocky. And, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I always thought, first of all, I'm just going to comment on First Blood. I always thought it, the studio guys were like, shit, we got a franchise on, it. franchise on our hands because <laughs> yeah. the first one's called First Blood and the second one's called Rambo 2. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no Rambo 1, right. but true, we'll yeah. make that leap yeah. with you because we're, we're stoked. True, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. The title was just First Blood, yeah. right? Yeah. It's right, like, right, we've yeah. got a franchise, boys. Yeah. Mm, how do we package this? Up. Yeah. Hey, we got Stallone wrapped into a Didn't franchise. Didn't take much. Yeah, everybody start making money. Give him the fucking headband again and just put yeah. it on camera. Yeah, I, I'm super influenced by by 80s crap. You know, Spielberg crap, like Back to the Future. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones. That's I where I live. That too. What about you? The man? thing that might have left. Like, the... well, like, what is a movie like that sort of changed your thing or made you even want to make a movie? Honestly, I mean, not to be a art cocksucker, but John Cassavetes' Husbands, because I had never seen anything like anything yeah, like yeah. i was like that can be a movie too it just kind of cracked my head open about like the possibility of mo- what a movie yeah. could be because yeah. i was really young i saw that way too young but i was like what the fuck is John this Cassavetes, husbands you're such an artist i'm man. such a cocksucker yeah. such a tender artist i'm in sensitive feelings but also later than that i think swingers look at, that, look at us swingers swingers oh, yes. yeah, yeah. awesome pulp fiction was awesome huge. reservoir dogs i freaking love huge i think when i was really young though um you guys remember the first Highlander with Chris yeah, Hamburg? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah, I loved that movie. That's a great uh, movie, actually. I, don't know, yeah. I, don't, I can't even explain how much I love that movie. Yeah. It's like that kind of was one of those things. I, that, like, I don't even think VHS was available back then. What was that? What was the ones before with a silver disc? 
Silver Spoon. Laser, 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 laser disc. disc. Laser disc. I think somebody the, had it on The there. big. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the size of the sun. Yeah. I just sit there. <laughs> yeah. Laser disc was the shit. Was. When you're, when you had a buddy, you had a laser disc player, you yeah. were at his house. No, you were in. I knew this. Yeah. The, the, the first big time producer I ever met, the guy's name was Jim Jacks. God rest his soul. He's just a wonderful guy. He had a laser, a silver laser disc collection of like 10,000. Ran down his whole hallway. What? Yeah, it was unbelievable. He'd pull them out like records. He had everything. He even had movies from today. He was able to do it because he's yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Made you know re, re- today. Uh, yeah, from on, the future. Laser. That's a movie I want to see. Some guy out there that fucking does that. <laughs> fucking a laser disc. That's great. Well, hey, thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's been wonderful, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>